0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: On Wednesday, I made a mistake suggesting a mandatory vaccine policy during a global pandemic should take a backseat to Charter Rights. I regret the comment. I was wrong. My fight and my focus must be on keeping people healthy and safe.
0: Ontario NDP leader Andrea Horvath on the issue of vaccinations for people in both education and the healthcare fields and walking back her original statement that she did not believe in required vaccination, saying that, well, you heard what she said. Harvey Bischoff is the former president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. He's going to be an NDP candidate in the next provincial election. Harvey, thanks for coming on the show. And I, I want to say this uh, to you because a number of people have comment commented s- almost exactly the same way about you in media, people I've talked to over the last few days. Invariably, we feel that you're a straightforward guy and you answer questions and you're not shy to come on the air. So thanks for coming on. And what do you make of your leader statement? Look,
1: um, I,
0: I'm... Uh, you know, first of all, I agree
1: with it. First of all, I, I believe in in vaccine, uh, mandatory vaccination for those who are in those kinds of you know real public facing uh, occupations where keeping uh, clients, students, uh, patients, whatever it is, safe is is the highest priority. So I support that. Um, you know, the fact that that. Uh, andrea reconsidered her original position i think is a is a sign of leadership i i support that as well um and and i think you know i think in part it's a fact it's a matter of she was waiting to see the government actually take steps to reach out to those who aren't vaccinated uh, you know culturally appropriate uh, where that was you know where that would be helpful um, whatever outreach so that so that more and more people would get vaccinated and the government did nothing on that score and under those circumstances she reconsidered and and I'm, I'm glad
0: frankly did you have anything to do with uh, miss horvath changing her position
1: i i have nothing like that kind of influence uh, certainly not you at didn't this ad, point. you didn't advise uh,
0: her I, you didn't
1: advise sorry. her on it sorry no I, I mean absolutely seriously i um no i had nothing to do with that change
0: all right so on the issue of uh, mandatory vaccination. So do I hear you correctly you're saying you're in favor of that for people in in education.
1: That's right. Uh, I am I am in favor of that. I think there are, you know, there are places where potentially it's not possible and then and then people need to be accommodated in appropriate ways, you know, if there are medical circumstances or whatever, um but overwhelmingly I think uh, I think uh, educators themselves would support mand- mandatory vaccinations. They, you know, they want safe workplaces and safe places of learning.
0: Is it not, though, possible for the school boards to mandate the, the vaccination themselves? It doesn't have to involve the province, right?
1: So uh, I'll be honest, I'm not sure of the answer to that. That is, um, you know, I wonder if that's going to end up getting litigated by by somebody, um, you know, depending on how that uh, how that might happen. Um, you know so that's a that's a I think that's a complex legal question I, I certainly don't have the answers at this point
0: well I think it's going to be legislated by the voters because people have long memories and this last as you well know this last year plus has been extremely difficult for students for parents for teachers uh, for everyone it's been really hard and particularly the focus on the education of the province of Ontario we just had a parent on from Fort Erie who said his uh, high school student has, has experienced developmental challenges, you know, that that he would otherwise not have experienced had he been exposed to his classmates, you know, without COVID. You know,
1: Ontario schools were closed down longer than any other jurisdiction in the country. Yeah. Um, And why is that? It's because the measures that could have been taken, weren't taken not just in schools. so there were all kinds of measures that you and i have talked about before about you know smaller class sizes adequate proper ventilation all of those things but things in the community as well um you know we heard the mantra over and over again that schools should be the the last to close and first to open but you can't do that on a wish you need a plan for that and it means that you need to prioritize it ahead of some other um some other openings of you know some some businesses and so forth in the community if you want to prioritize education I think, in principle, everybody
0: believed we should. The government just never took the action to make it happen. So I'm almost hesitant hesitant to ask this question because you're now in the political arena, but I will, and I'll ask you to just tug on your educator's hat just a little bit. What is your response to what Minister Lecce has said will happen when we roll around to the first day of school in September? He has, among other things, said that each classroom in the province, without a mechanical ventilation system, will have a standalone HEPA unit when school reopens. But what's your sense of the overall direction this government is taking? I I just I, I'm I'm stunned that it took them until August to announce the reopening
1: plan that had nothing new in it, that didn't seem responsive. I, You know, at one time, the, chief, the new Chief Medical Officer of Health in Ontario talked about different sort of restrictions for students depending on their vaccination status. Nothing like that was included uh, in the announcement. Um, they've talked about putting HEPA filters in classrooms. They haven't talked about what standard they're trying to reach. So what is the yardstick that tells you whether or not um, the air in a class is, is, uh, is safe or relatively safe? Um, they didn't reduce class sizes, even though the day before the school announcement, again, uh, Dr. Moore was talking about the you know, the critical need for physical distancing, which simply won't be possible in a lot of classrooms. So they have sat on their hands for way over a year and produced a plan that could have been produced a year ago uh, and was inadequate back then. I just, it's beyond me. So
0: I just spoke with uh, Michael Spikstra. You know Michael. I do a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And he likes you the Manitoba High School teacher, author, op-ed writer. And I asked him the other day to have a look at the return to school initiatives uh, within the five provinces where we broadcast, so from Ontario through British Columbia. And when we step west from Ontario, we get to Manitoba, the realities of going back to school loosen up, certainly over Ontario, and continue so in Saskatchewan and Alberta, and then also in B.C. with some more regional realities in B.C. But, but Ontario has the, has the most probably, I, I'm, I'm going to use this word advisably, advisedly, uh, restrictive realities and returning back to school. So are you saying then that you like what the prov- provinces in the West, particularly Saskatchewan and Alberta, are doing or are you challenging their approach?
1: I'm, um, I'm, I'm absolutely less familiar with, uh, with the other provinces. Um, you know, wasn't, wasn't my purview. Um, and so I looked at the Ontario things and I looked at um because we you know when i in my former role um we engaged uh, an expert epidemiologist a phd who was able to give us good advice about what she believed would provide the appropriate levels of safety and that's kind of you know that's what i've been measuring the ontario response against um but if they're less restrictive than ontario frankly I'm, i mean that would that would make me nervous if i was a parent in those in those other provinces but uh you know, bear in mind again, Ontario had to shut down schools for longer than anybody because the pandemic was so badly mishandled in this province, um, and that that the the effects of that on our on our students was really um, it's unconscionable that it was allowed.
0: Why did you make the step from educator, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation, to politics? Why?
1: um well i mean look i'm 31 years in education um it was i felt time to pass the torch to to new leadership within the organization i think that's a good thing um to have to have renewal and and you know uh uh, fresh perspective and so forth um and then i thought about you know i look at what's happening in this province um as, as you know, in my union role, I was it was a political role essentially, at large part. I look at the things that are happening in this province. I look at the, the you know what's happened to education. I look what's happened to health care. I look at the absolute tragedy that occurred in our long-term care homes during the
0: pandemic. No, no, Harvey, Harvey, and, and I, Harvey, don't don't turn this into a political campaign for me today. Just I'm just gonna i gonna finish that thought, Roy. I couldn't yeah. stay on the sidelines. Okay. I wanted to help out. If you want to hear more.